he said that many in these last days, many are going to be offended. You see, in these last days, what the scripture is trying to tell us, there's going to be difficult for people to forgive. He is saying that many are going to be offended. It is the reason why you get offended at little little things. You pick up offense at every little thing. It is the reason why you even tell yourself you forgot, but you, you have forgiven, but you cannot forget. It's a lie. It is the spirit of the dispensation. When you sit back, you will know that this issue is not supposed to cause a problem between me and this person. Business partner, whatever it is. But that same smoke is what is causing the problem. He says, in this land, this many are going to be offended. Make sure that if you are part of this many, you become you come out of the view. Who are who don't get easily offended? So you realize that there are a lot of petty, petty, petty quarrels and fights that are happening. Even in your own life, that are supposed to happen. Bitterness. That are supposed to have roots in your heart. But they have roots in your heart simply because of this spirit of offense that is open in this dispensation. So men are going to be offended. Check yourself. The many offenses that you've harbored in your heart, the ones that you even told yourself you have forgiven, ask yourself where is it coming from? Is it really coming from the issue? Because you even pick fight from something that is even past. That's why you've been dealt with. And this same person you put offense on has been put to you before. But you neglect the good and you only pick up the offense. This is not just something that you do the human emotions. This is a spirit in these last days. And you must make sure you eradicate it from every association you are in. Else you will lose good people thinking God took out this people from your life. No, He took them out of your own life. Because you were not able to deal with the spirit of offense. Listen to me. It is not everyone that lives your life that is the will of God. And we have to know that. It's not everything that we cut ourselves off that the Lord wants us to cut ourselves off. So when you begin to pick offenses of the little little things, ask yourself, is it my emotions or a spirit is driving you to do this? The kind of rage, the kind of anger you have, or the kind of bitterness you have, even to it, the people who you have them in your heart, their things in your heart. Ask yourself, are you sure it is your emotions or there is something that is backing this force? That people can kill another person. Okay. And you see that people will not trust themselves, even though they were trusting themselves. The level of mistrust we are having now, even among our best friends. Okay, please move on. Okay. And will stumble and fall away and betray one another. So they will stumble because of this offense. They will stumble and they will fall away and then they will betray one another. Yes, and pursue one another with hatred. one another and they pursue each other. Listen, husband and wife, their relationship, their marriage, they pursue each other. But in that pursuit there is hatred. 
business partners, they agree to be in business together. But in that business, they have they still hatred. Listen to me. Politicians say, oh, I'm in this party, I'm in this party, yes, we are all brothers. Yes, they pursue each other with hatred and they kill. They betray one another. I'll come to that. Why there are a lot of heartbreaks going on and we think it is normal. It is the spirit of the dispensation. Why divorce is on a high rate is because of the spirit of the dispensation. Listen, I am teaching you this so you will come out of it. And I am not teaching you so you know I am deep, so you know that this is about to happen and you still fall into it. I am teaching you so you will come out of it. Okay, verse 11. It says, And many false prophets will rise up and deceive and lead many into error. Many false prophets will rise up and lead many into error. Move for the next verse. Okay, verse 12. And the love of the great party of people who grow, who grow cold, because of the multiplied lawlessness and iniquity. Listen, you see that because of the increase, mm. the multiplication of immorality and lawlessness, mm. love is going to go cold. In other words, the love of people among best friends, among husband and wife, among friends, among colleagues, pastors, teachers, members, will not go cold unless there is increase in immorality and lawlessness. Are you here? Which makes us see what is going on in the country coming or in the world where lawlessness is on the rise. One. Immorality, iniquity has become normal. And as the enemy achieves these things, then he is able to achieve the love that will go cold. Are we here? So before the love will go cold, the enemy must make sure that iniquity becomes normal. He must make sure that lawlessness becomes normal. And to a point where people at the top even accept lawlessness. And we even hear the enemy tell us that we are not in heaven. It is in heaven that we don't have a problem. If our head will have. Who told you? Did, did they have a problem that they cast them out? They cast them out with the problem of So what is the problem on earth? We cast those people out to the region wherever they belong. Are we okay? But you see, people at the top, they begin to even accept lawlessness. And they think it is because they cannot control it and they find philosophical quotes to back it. But what they do not know is that they are playing in alignment of the world of the devil in this time. So immorality, iniquity, is becoming normal to people. Then he says that many will betray themselves. So we see many heartbreaks and we are here and we stay fighting you and we are laughing. And then we go like, oh, broken hearts, you go root everybody. <laughs> you see, we confess these things, we say these things. But what we do not know is that it is the agenda of the devil to make us see these things as normal. But when you break a brother's heart, a sister's heart, it is normal, so he can do it. And in doing so, love is going cold. Iniquity is multiplying. Lawlessness is multiplying. So when my heart is broken, when I have a person, I channel that hatred to that person. And I begin to channel. By the time I realize I'm a generalizer. By the time I realize I'm into prostitution, just that I'm not just called a prostitute. But I am. By occupation, by definition of that which I am doing. Are we here? 
are we here? So you think you have three boyfriends, two girlfriends, eight four girlfriends, do you think you will talk? No! You are playing a role in the agenda of the devil. You are fulfilling the work of the devil. So we are not, we as Christians, you know, this is our domain, the earth is our domain. For the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, it is ours. Because we are heirs of God. And if the earth is ours, and there is something going on on earth which is not pleasing to our Father, we must make sure we bring a stop to it. Yet, when these things are going on, we post people in our status, broken hearts. And then we are laughing at the people. Someone used slippers to hit someone. Someone is on the floor crying because of broken hearts. And we are laughing, not knowing that it is the will of the devil that is being achieved. And we are laughing at it. But I demand to say something the other day. He said, if um, uh, a mad person is dancing to some beat or something, what, what did he say? That it's very, uh huh. That a dance of a bad man is not funny unless the person is from your home. So that broke your hands, but it's funny to you right now until it happens in your own house. Then you will know if it's a funny video or not funny. So when you begin to see that thing, he said, almost there will be. Eh, maybe sharp or maybe she will call them and say, Now, what do you do? What do you Thank you, my friend. Yeah, so when these things are happening, make sure that you know that these things are becoming a neighbor to you. And as they are gravitating towards you to become a neighbor, make sure you do not allow them to happen. Are you here? Do not allow these things that are taking place to be your neighbor. Then the Bible said that there is going to be a rise of false prophets. And he says again that they are going to lead many into error. Listen, a rise of false prophets. Why are they called prophets? Because they are similar to the genuine prophets. They do everything like the genuine prophets. They prophesy accurately. The same thing is that even comes to pass. Yet they are false prophets. And he said they are going to lead many into error. Listen very carefully. They are prophets, yes, they are false. And yet they have an ability to lead. They are not just leading. For someone to be able to lead, it means they have followers. I cannot lead unless I have a follower. I cannot call myself a leader unless I have followers. So these people who are false prophets still have followers. Please. Please. And so these people, as much as they are leading, they are leading many into error. They are leading, they are leading, they are mentoring, they are spiritual fathers, they are doing this, but they are leading people into error. Error. They lead, but their, their leadership, their duty is to lead these people into error. Unless you are not part of them. You move from this prayer meeting into prayer meeting, every prayer meeting you want to end. Every church you want to end, every program you want, you don't know how to punch yourself. Make sure you're not led to hell. And this is why it is our month of mentorship. Oh. It is our month of mentorship. So I will be able to mentor you in the way of the Lord that you will not be led into error. Because many are being led into error. I was speaking to a lady, one lady was connected to me from the mines. She works in the mind, alright. You can see, 
she she called me and says, Broken up God, this is my situation, I want to talk to you. And we began speaking. And she says, Sometimes I had an issue with my guy. And we broke up. When we broke up, I met someone like a prophet who told me things that would happen in my life. This is very good. He told me things that would happen in my life. And in this year, what he said will happen or where I will be, I am now. So he didn't believe the prophecy. But the other things he said is contrary to what is happening in my life. Other people had the year right, what she did that year right. And the other thing the man of God said he didn't get it right. The man of God was prophet or true. We'll go into it. Then she said, This man of God told me that I will, in that same year, I will marry. I will travel and I will marry a white person and will give birth to her cast and have this and have that. And she said, the moment I said, at one time the was he said, he spoke to me when uh, I, I was emotionally down when I had my breakup and I couldn't find my feet. No one I got to get a message. And as she starts right now, she is dating someone who is one of the blackest guy in my life. She's dating a very black guy, or a dark guy, if I should say. And she is uncertain if she should, because this conversation between this guy is leading to marriage. And she's uncertain if she should continue and marry this guy, or she should end this relationship and go and wait for the fight to be Be careful that this false prophet, I'm not by any means this man is a false prophet, I'm just teaching I'm just using this example. And I'm saying, be careful that these people do not lead you into error. So she has a nice, glorious relationship right now, which is heading to marriage, but she wants to end it. She said, said, the Lord God is good. And then the the guy, he's a very good guy. But she still wants to end it for a white man. But when you were told you were going to marry the white man, you didn't tell the details of the marriage. That's what we do not ask. Okay, you'll have a glorious marriage, you'll marry this person at this year. Tell me what will happen by marriage before I become happy. Don't only tell me about the year of the marriage. Don't only tell me about the date. Tell me about what will happen in the marriage so before I become happy. So if you are going to marry a white man, what will happen in there? What will happen? Be careful you are not led into error. See, when they ask one question about this, I'm talking about mentorship. Listen, you don't only need mentorship in your business life, in your political life, in your academics and all that. You also need mentorship in your marital life. Mentorship in your relationship life. Because many of you here, the greatness of your destinies are tied up to your marriage. And I'll explain to you why. The greatness of your destiny are tied up to your marriage. Be careful you are not led to error because of someone who has the name prophet. You know, no one has the title false prophet. They have the name prophet. So it will take you to be decided to know. You see, the potency of a prophecy is not in its accuracy. Many people say it is in its fulfillment. Not also in its fulfillment. It is in the source of the prophecy. Are you here? The potency of a prophecy is in the source. Not even in its accuracy or its fulfillment. It's in the source. Because you know, Satan has been around for 2,000 years plus. He has seen people live on earth 2,000 years plus. Do you think he doesn't know how to live? Do you think he doesn't know the outcome of certain actions you do? You must know a father can see, 
a particular life prophets of this is where this person will end up. You know how they are behaving. They are not prophets. They have led by experience. Yes. So, be careful you are not led into hell. One time I was speaking to a lady again. And this lady says, Sure, I don't want to lie to you, but I have two guys in my life. One I've been seeing for a very long time now, and he proposed marriage to me about three years ago. Okay. And three years down the line, you are still not married. And there's another guy in the US who was talking further. He, he wants to marry me. He wants to send me to Moba. So I want, to, I want to know if I should be with this person in Ghana or should he go for the US. And I was like, Give me to this date. I will talk to God and I'll come back to you. I love my work. <laughs> Alright, so I, I want to inquire the Lord. This girl kept calling even before the day I gave it. You know, the, the, the thing I talked about in her mind, she's very close to her mind wise. When I was speaking to her and she was telling, telling, telling me about this issue, about this white guy and all that, I'll come back to the other example. She, she, she said, Come on, so what, what are you seeing right now? What's important you right now? Like, after talking to you, are you not seeing anything? <laughs> that is how many of you are being led into error. Because the moment you speak to a man of God, you expect him to begin to see and tell you certain things. And then they are also forced to tell you things which are not true, but that's what you want to hear. I told them, Listen, I told you those things. I said, Give me to me, they don't speak to you. Then I called, I said, This is the description of your God. He said, yes. yes. I said, okay, I'll speak to you later. She called me again. Oh, what is it? He said, I'm not I'm just confident that I give you the rest of the information. Do not rush a prophet or a man of God. Do not rush them. They will lead into error. Even though some of them might be from God. But if you rush a prophet, you will be led into error. Be led for the well. Okay, I'm telling you something. So I spoke to this lady. I inquired of the Lord and said, the guy in the US, she will marry you. The guy in Ghana, she will marry you. Okay. Yeah. And I asked her. So this is one girl, two, two boys. Then he said, this guy right now, things might not be happening for him. But you see, the one in Ghana, things might not be happening for him. But what will happen is that things are going to become okay, which will lead to marriage. Then the Lord said, the guy in the US, he has money. Everything is okay. But when they marry, he will abuse her. And I told her, please, this is what the Lord says. Please choose. I can't choose for you. I've learned over the years. I can't choose for you. It might seem lucrative to go to the US. But I said, if you can handle abuse, you can go. I have told you. And I've told her that you have been with this guy for about six years now. And he's proposed marry three years. He's not still doing anything. I thought you are thinking of the guy currently. Okay. Then I said, if you think this guy, things will be happy for him soon. Now, when it happens, look at everybody, don't talk. <laughs> so I gave her the options. I gave her the options. She should use. I guess what? The next day, she called and said, sure. At first, she used to come to the desk. But what I told her happened the next day. The next day she said, this guy from the US, when I was speaking to him, he suddenly got angry. 
And it's not something you're supposed to get angry. It's not like that. Little things. It's not like that. But I realized that if I was around him, he would have hit me. So I understood what he said. That he loved. Then she did not believe in the girl to call me shop. Okay. Now, assuming she wasn't let up, she had followed her feelings, knowing that in the US there are opportunities better than Ghana. And life would be much more better than she had gone. What would happen? Because people were in place. The guy wanted to marry. The guy wanted them to marry her in the end. You know how easier it is for you to travel when there are marriage certificates and documents and all that. Yeah. I said, choose. So in her mind, she wanted me to choose two words for her. I said, this is it, choose. Imagine if she needs empire. Imagine if she needs empire. Like many of you who hide your relationships. You hide. And when you end up, you're to come. You don't have to hide. If it's good, me out there. If it's not good, me out there. I won't decide for you. I will tell you. You choose. Hallelujah. Amen. And this is why we need mentorship in our marriages. Because many people here who you are part of, your destiny is the greatest of your destinies is attached to your marriage. So you can't just allow anyone at all to speak into your life. You have to be spiritually selective of who speaks into your life before you are led into error. Are you here? Don't go and listen to some counselors book somewhere to define how your marriage should be, how your relationship should be, how your business should be. Hey, make sure your mentor is spiritually led. Listen to me again. I said, make sure you select, spiritually select who speaks in your life, especially in your marriage and relationship life. You can't just allow anyone at all to have a say in your life because there is a right of false prophets. And they are not just there as false prophets, but they will lead many into error. They will lead many into error. Meaning that they will get some people, but some people they will not get them. Make sure you are not part of the people that have been led into error. And this prophet said that, this prophet said that, no, what did God tell me? Before a prophet prophesies to you, Ask God about the spirit of the prophet. By which prophecy or by which spirit is the man of God prophesying for you? Before you even talk about the accuracy of the prophecy, before you even talk about how the prophecy came to pass, ask of the spirit, the source of that prophecy. Are you hearing me? We will take the life of Abraham and Sarah as a question because I said you need mentorship and also in your marital life. Special because most of you, the greatness of your destinies are tied up to your marriage. And I will explain. Bible said, the book of Genesis chapter 18, verse 10 to 14, that Mary, sorry, Abraham and Sarah have a spiritual father. And they have one mentor, which is God. You can read it, but I'm coming. Abraham and Sarah have one spiritual father. They have one mentor, which is God, the Lord Jesus. Now, see what happened there. Genesis chapter 18, the verse 10 to 14. Genesis 18, 10 to 14. The Lord said, I will surely return to you when the season comes to run. Okay, so this is God sending the angel of the Lord to give message to Sarah. Alright? 
So your mentor has deployed someone to be a messenger to you. So I can be your mentor and I can deploy the pastors to give a message to you. I can deploy the God's channels to give a message to you. So this is what God was doing. Alright. And behold, Sarah your wife, you have a son. So the message said, for God, the message for God, give it to the angel to Sarah. Said Sarah your wife, you have what? A son. And Sarah was listening and heard it at the tent door, which was behind him. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in years. It had ceased to, to be with Sarah, as with young women. She was past the age of childbearing. Verse 12. Therefore, Sarah laughed to herself. Sarah what? Laughed she to laughed. herself. Say, after I have become aged, shall I have pleasure and delight my Lord? Listen to the words of Sarah carefully. He says, after I have become aged, shall I have pleasure and delight my Lord? That is the husband. Be old also. Verse 13. And the Lord asked Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Saying, Shall I really bear a child when I am so old? Verse 14. Is anything too hard or too wonderful for the Lord? Ask your neighbor, is there anything too hard for the Lord? What was their response? Uh, I'm the... <laughs> okay. The Lord said, at the appointed time, when the season for her delivery comes round, I will return to you, and Sarah shall have a born a child. Okay, now this is the word of the Lord. Their, their mentor, Sarah and Abraham had a mentor, and their mentor was God. Okay, God sent a message to his mentees. He said, you are having a problem in your marriage, and that problem is barrenness. But I have sent my messenger to give you a word that a year by this time, same time, from this season, you have a child, a boy. The prophecy was specific from the mentor. But when Sarah heard of the prophecy, I was say she made mockery of the prophecy. That is disrespect to her mentor. That is dishonor to her mentor. Are you here? Sarah disrespected the word of her mentor. Sarah disrespected, dishonored the word of her mentor. So she not only dishonored the career of the message, she dishonored the one who sent the message or the one who sent the messenger. By love. By love. Because she made more grief from the property question, which was to be a blessed way. See, you are married, you have a problem in your marriage, yet you have a heart. She, she, Sarah had a problem, yet she had a heart. And her heart was a major problem to her brother. Are you here? Are you here? Because she was dishonoring her mentor. She was dishonoring her mentor. You can be a guy here and we'll get there. You will not be successful in your business because of dishonor to your mentor. It's key. I'm not talking about marriage here. I'm just using as the base. You can you can also be in relationship. Any kind of relationship whatsoever. Now, I don't necessarily put the blame also on Sarah alone because her head, Abraham did it first. 
Abraham disunded the unknown prophets. Let's look at the book of Genesis 17, verse 17. So Genesis 17, chapter 17 came before Genesis 18. Okay, okay. So Genesis chapter 17, verse 17. Then Abraham fell on his face. So a messenger also came to Abraham also. And there was given the information that a Yemen is a wife will bear a child. And what happened to Abraham? And love. So a prophecy has come. The messenger has come. And you've been given the message about how that you will give birth. And then you you follow the flow and you will love. Abraham. No, see people don't really like that. See, Abraham was given a prophecy, a word about how that she's going to be out of his problem. And when she had when he had of that message, he fell on the floor, face down, and he laughed. He didn't want he disrespected the prophetic word of God from heaven from his mentor. Papa, the Bible also says after he laughed, he said in his heart, Shall a child be born to a man? Who is 100 years old? See, this thing was said to Abraham. Sarah wasn't dead. In verse chapter 17, verse 17, Sarah wasn't dead. And Abraham was making this statement. He laughed. He even fell on the floor. He laughed at God. He laughed at his mentor. He made mockery of his mentor. Imagine if God is the man. After all that Abraham did, God still under Abraham because of the covenant he has already. He's not a man that he should lie. God cannot lie. He's a covenant keeping God. Are you here? So imagine God was a man. Me. You hear my word, you laugh. You didn't just laugh. You thought the boy you laugh. At my prophetic word. I'll help you again. Oh my. But that what our mentors are men, not God. You didn't hear that. So he didn't just end there. Abraham said, I am grown advanced in age. How shall I have a child? And this was the same point that Sarah also said in verse 18, chapter, verse, verse 11 of chapter 18. 10, 11, 12, 14. Are we here? Sarah wasn't there. But Sarah made the same proclamation as Abraham did. Sarah laughed at their mentor, even though she wasn't there to see Abraham laugh at their mentor. How? It was from the head. Listen to me. If, if your siblings, your wives, your husbands, your friends, your pastors, if they are going to honor me in public, it is dependent on what you say about me or do concerning me in private. If you talk about me anyhow in private, when these people meet me, they also dishonor me. Because, because you have dishonored me in private, even though I wasn't there, you are giving them the yardstick to also dishonor me. But if you honor me, even when I'm around, when they see me, they will honor me. And then it begins to solidify the things that you guys have. If you are in marriage, relationship, business, staff, whatever, any kind of relationship at all, make sure that both of you as partners have at least one spiritual person that you both revere, you respect, you are afraid of. Someone that when the person talks, you listen to. Even than that, it is highly likely that there can be this distribution. Because if you marry and with your wife, do not have one particular person that you listen to. If I'm talking to you, someone else talking to your wife, it can easily bring confusion. But if I can have both of you sit down and talk to both of you, it makes it easier to solve issues. Are we here? 
at least have one person. Because you can go to your in law, mother's side, father's side. Father side is saying something different. Mother's side is saying something different because of their emotional attachment to their person. Are we here? If I'm emotionally attached to something or someone, and I have to go and do something spiritual about the person, I will wait and wait. Even when, listen, there are days where I can be going to someone, to a place there, or to go and do something for someone. In my heart, I know if I if I live there, oh, I think yeah, we we be sharing. This is me, yeah, I'm a man. Because by the time I pick it, I come and visit Pastor Divine for a spiritual act. By the time I leave, you usually give me seat. You can't make a prophet come to your house and leave empty hands. So I need to think that I'll receive something. But you see, when I have the message from God and I'm going on that basis, that message is corrupted. Because I will end up saying things that God has posted because I want the money to be up. Because if you if the message is audacious, or spiritual, you'll feel more to let give more. Maybe it's gonna have one and cross the one account. Maybe we'll be led to error. This is but what I do is that I wait for my father. Father, please, I can't go at this time. My heart is talking. I wait until my heart is clean. And make sure between the time that my heart will become clean, I am not late to give the message. Like the invite as it is. It happened just last week step. And then I go to place and I was handed by God. I passed the test. I was going to someone because of the money. Guess what? I didn't go again because of the money. I stayed. I was supposed to go on Tuesday. I didn't go. I went on the Thursday. What my heart was clean. And God be the to, to God be the glory. When I went, when I was leaving, the person also gave me nothing. Listen, the person did not give me anything. And I thank God because I honored him. Because if I had gone because of the money and nothing was given to me, I would have said something else I'm about my mission. And what I want to do will not be put in. The, the person come and give a miracle, but this one, him or herself. Something supernatural happened. You would lose it. But that came as a result of me not disarming the word of the Lord and making sure my heart is clean. Make sure anytime you go to your mentor, your heart is clean. Listen, as much as you are supposed to have an earthly mentor who's supposed to guide you everything, make sure you make God, the Holy Spirit, your number one mentor. Listen, listen. Make sure you make God your number one mentor. You might not meet a man of God who is so concerned about getting it right with God. Like me, that if my heart is corrupted, I will make sure it's not corrupted until I speak. So sometimes you talk to me about something that don't give me time. I don't want to say because I've heard or I've seen. And I don't want to talk to you bare experience. I want to talk to you bare what God has said. Are we here? So if you don't have such men of God who are being led in that state, they will end up telling you this because they want you to sow seeds. I went to a church. I won't mention any number of man of God. He's a big man of God. <laughs> okay. And the person has been seeing me on Facebook, seeing my wife. So in a bit to prophesy to me so I become connected to the person. More or less than a son. He called me out to prophesy. I know you see your face. Yeah, I'll go again. But I see this. You are dating this person, and then the person mentioned, he doesn't have time to wait. 
that this man of God don't give them any harm. But when they say that was too successful, so some people they stand up and say, when he or she meets me, I will know where it's coming from. But what can say the some people they say, ah, you know who I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Make sure you know your mentor by the spirit, not by the flesh. Now, it is normal for you to know the reason why I'm saying that your the greatness of your destiny stand up to your marriage is because of what happened in the life of Sarah. Bible says in Genesis uh, 17, the verse 16, that the prophecy came to Sarah that Sarah, you are going to be the mother of all nations. Mm. Listen. In the early stages of Genesis, the life of Abraham, God told Abraham, I have got you out alone, and I will make you a father of all nations. So the covenant was with Abraham, not with Sarah. Listen, the covenant was with Abraham, not with Sarah. So it was Abraham that is going to be the father of many nations. And if Abraham is going to be the father of many nations, then there must be a mother as well. Are we okay? Because Abraham cannot conceive. There must be a career of these nations that will deliver the nations. Are we okay? So it tells you that Sarah was not, in terms of the will of God, she was not the main person to be the mother of all nations. Sarah was the mother of all nations because she was married to Abraham. Are we here? Imagine if she didn't marry Abraham. Where was she? <laughs> Whose mother was she? Maybe mother of some nation, but not all nations. But her association in marriage, she became mother of all nations. And guess what? When that happened, that prophecy was given, before even that, she had barrenness. When your marriage leads to greatness of your destiny, you will end up seeing problems taking place. When you begin to face certain struggles in business, in marriages, in relationships, know that it is a sign that there is greatness in that marriage. Not only that marriage, but greatness with the babies that proceeds from your top, the nations. So anything you are struggling with, know it is a sign. Because anytime there is greatness of a destiny, there comes barrenness. There comes attitude. And the attitude sometimes comes from the situation you have suffered long. It might not be your fault. You are tired. Sarah, she's been old. So father, I can't have a baby. You me? Abraham. So she was making fun of the prophecy also because of her state. She was only concerned about her carnal circumstances and not what God wanted. That's why I said. That we God, all things are possible. In His own time, He makes all things beautiful. Are we here? So the reason why you are having these challenges is because of the greatness of the destiny you carry and the destiny of your kids. So you cannot relent. You cannot sit down and allow the enemy take over. You don't want to be like Sarah at the point. Because if the mercy of God doesn't come inside, they they do. Business they do. Are you here? Yeah. I would like to read uh, Genesis 17, 16. Right. Yes, it says, And I will bless her and give you a son, also by her. Yes, I will bless her. It says, Yes, I will bless her. Yes, I will bless her. Yes. And she shall be a mother of nations. Not, not one nation, one nation, but nations. nations. 
of peoples shall come from her. Kings, kings shall come from her. She will give that to kings. Do you know who you are giving that to? <laughs> I cannot just carry any baby. Oh. Do you know the children are coming out of you, and that's the reason why the enemy is attacking you? Blessed be the womb of my wife. Oh, I don't care whatever you do, you can see blessed is the womb of yourself or your wife. I've said mine. And blessed the womb of my mother. You see, Sarah was coming. And that was contrary to the prophetic word of God. She is buried, and still God said you are the mother of all nations. Like what you are going through right now. And still you have said your marriage is glorious. Who can study? Who can you win? Your business, I see you as a king. I see you going here, going here. But as it stands now, you are struggling to even talk money to your business. Will you lie down and laugh? Or you believe the word of God and run with it? Are you hearing me, somebody? Will you believe the word of God and run with it? There is no employment. There is no. There, and God said, I will make you one of the greatest and richest people in the world. Well, ah, but now, if you have a commission from me, you are Thousand and a half, it is made for you. And you to doubt the prophetic word of God. And as a result of your attitude from the boundaries that you have been for long, some people can be buried and they can be devoid of peace. That when peace comes, they don't know peace. They are used to be. That when you are even laughing to them, they think you are making. Don't get used to your present circumstance. Tell someone, don't get used to your present circumstance. Don't get used to heartbreaks. Tell someone, don't get used to heartbreaks. Don't get used to those things. Don't get used to failure. 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 No. No, I can't raise people who fail. None of my sons and daughters will be failures. Amen. Unless you're not bad. I said, none of my sons and daughters will be failures. It just cannot happen. It just cannot happen. It just cannot happen. So he said, he, she is going to be the mother of many nations. The covenant was not done with her. The covenant was with Abraham. So you realize that when Sarah gave Hagar to Abraham to have intimacy with him, with Hegai, Hegai gave birth to a son called Ishmael. And after Hegai gave birth to Ishmael, Bible of God never said that Hegai would be the mother of all nations. Yet Hegai was the, the one who gave Abraham his first child. Then Hegai is supposed to be the mother of all nations because at least she has fulfilled the prophecy of giving birth to a child. But God never called her mother of all nations. Listen, God never called her mother of all nations. Sarah, who was even still buried, was still the mother of all nations. This, you are the mother of your house, whether you like it or not. Let the scientists come, you are the mother. Amen. Sometimes the scientists come because of your own fault. And I will get there. I will get there. Because Hagar never thought of having intimacy with Abraham. 
Because Hagar was the mentee of Sarah. Sarah was the mentor. She was the madam. She was the master of Hagar. She was mentored by Hagar. Hagar, Sarah mentored Hagar. And I said, go and have intimacy with my husband that he will bring out the child that I shall call my own. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, Hagar was giving then she conceived and gave birth to Ishmael. When Ishmael came out in the book of Genesis chapter 17, the verse 20, we will see something remarkable there. Please listen to me carefully. Genesis chapter 17, verse 20. And as for Ishmael, I am heard and hindered he him. Behold, I will bless him and will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. He will be the father of twelve princes and I will make him a great nation. This guy was born out of wedlock. Mm. He was born not in marriage. Mm. So talk about this. There is nothing like mistake with you. <laughs> there is nothing like mistake with you. That's why I never encourage abortion. Because some of you have been killed your own destiny without you know. There is nothing like mistake with Not with God. To man, it might be mistake. But God never had a mistake. You know why? The covenant was with Abraham, not with Sarah, not even with Hagar. So even though the intimacy between Abraham and Hagar was illegal, yet God was obliged by the covenant to bless Ishmael. God was obliged to bless Ishmael, even though Ishmael was not a prophesied child. The covenant God was supposed to bless Ishmael. He is going to make him fruitful, and then he is going to multiply kings, twelve tribes shall come out of him. Then he asked that he is going to be what a great nation. Not the mother. The mother who gave birth to Ishmael was only the mother of all nations. But the child that came out of Hagar is going to be a great nation. He is going to multiply and be Why? Because he is the seed of Abraham. So if you have any child out of marriage, don't worry. If you have any child in marriage, don't worry. If anyone starts to give birth to anyone, don't worry. Be concerned about the destiny of the child. Don't bother the child. It might be a mistake, but not with God. Don't molest any child. What did I say? Don't allow emotions to get back there. Ishmael was a privilege. And out of Ishmael, we have the Muslims. <laughs> you can see how they are multiplying. Turkey was a Christian country. Yet now, Turkey. See how they're multiplying? <laughs> because the prophetic but God cannot kill Muslims. The Muslims are still children of God. They are part of the covenant of God. Not because of Hagar, but because of Israel. <laughs> In the end, yeah, Sarah, you see, there comes a time in the life of a mentor that you also must go as a mentor, leader of God's generals, leader of a church, leader of a shock leader of something, there must come a time where you must acknowledge that you yourself need mentorship. Eh? Acknowledge that you yourself need mentorship. You need mentorship. Just now you need mentorship. 
you must you must be humble enough to know you need mentorship. You need mentorship in every sphere of your life. Sarah disrespected her mentor and yet wanted to mentor Hagar. She she wanted to mentor Hagar to be what the mother of all nations that she Sarah could not be. Imagine. I am the mother of all nations. I couldn't be the mother of all nations because I was barren. And not only because I was bad, but because I disobeyed the word of my father. And as such, I think I cannot be the mother of all nations. So I want to make another person the mother of all nations. I want to make someone what I could not be. You want to mentor when you are not in mentorship. Come on. Tell someone you need mentorship. She led her guy into heaven. Because according to prophecy, Ishmael wasn't part of the thing. But she led Sarah, led Hegai to prophet to, to Aaron. She was, Sarah was a child of God. She was Abraham was a child of God. A covenant child of God. Yet Abraham also went inside. And did it with Hagar. So these other people now when they take certain things that belong to, they are also children of God. They are also children of God, I tell you. But who is mentoring you? Who is mentoring you? See, if you are mentorless, what happens is that you will end up making someone take your place, take your position, take your destiny. Thinking you are not fit enough for it. Say, I'm tired. I'm tired. Because you don't have mentorship, you get tired. And when you have mentorship, you will know that even when I'm tired, I need to be stronger more. It was mentorship that Esau did not have that caused him to do his birthright. Jacob had a mentor, that was the mom. But that was that Isaac loved his son Esau more than Jacob. And the mother also loved Jacob more than Esau. But you see, as much as the father loved Esau more than Jacob, the father did not mentor Esau. But the mother was busy mentoring the son Jacob. So when it came to a time for blessings to happen, the mother mentored Jacob to do the still quickly. And the one who wasn't mentored went into the bush. See, in the family of Abraham, they were fathers, they were not hunters. Why is Israel a hunter? He wasn't mentored. He wasn't mentored. So he went into the bush to go and catch it. Meet and bring. And then he came. The man has already done the still. And then he sold his destiny because he did not have mentorship. Who is your mentor? What have you traded to someone simply because you didn't have first hand information about it? What business idea do you give to someone when you yourself could have developed it? What, what did you learn?